Welcome to Growing Hope Conversations. Growing Hope is a charity providing free therapy for children and young people with additional needs in partnership with local churches across the UK. We aim to grow hope for children through the provision of free therapy clinics, hope for families through groups for parents, carers and siblings to connect and talk about their experiences, and hope in Jesus through the opportunity to pray and be supported to access church if this is something families would like to do. This podcast is a series of conversations with individuals who have experience of additional needs and disability. Whether you share their experience or are here to learn, welcome to the conversation. Hello, welcome back to Growing Hope Conversations. My name's Naomi. I'm the founder and CEO of Growing Hope and I'm a children's occupational therapist. So I look at all the things children do every day, uh, what they might find difficult and how I can help make it easier. And I'm joined by our uh, one of our co-hosts for this season, Mark Arnold. Mark, do you want to tell us a bit about yourself? Hi, Naomi. Hi, everybody. Uh, I'm Mark Arnold. I'm the Additional Needs Ministry Director at Urban Saints. I'm the co-founder of the Additional Needs Alliance, and I write as the Additional Needs Blog Father. Amazing. So today's topic is all about uh, autism and schooling. And uh, Mark, is there anything particularly that stands out to you about our topic today? Oh, it's such an important topic, Naomi. Uh, you know, children and young people only get one go at their school years, don't they? Mm-hmm. So making sure that they get the right support and encouragement and that school staff know how to equip and enable them to succeed, you know, it's absolutely vital. And I've, I've seen this in my own son's journey through school. We've you know, experienced both good and bad practice along the way. So I'm really interested to learn from our guest today uh, and understand more about the best practice that's happening in schools and how that can possibly also be used in other areas of the life of a child with uh, you know disability or additional needs like at home or at church or in clubs because now I, I, I'm sure this is going to be a really really in, informative session for our listeners and I'm really looking forward to it so uh, yeah how about you Naomi what stands out for you? Yeah, amazing. I think for me, a, a lot of the children, young people that I work with have autism and are of school age. So th- uh, this is a really important topic for me that I often come mm. across. And I'm often trying to kind of bridge that gap. And when we're providing therapy and both supporting parents and carers, but also giving information to schools to be able to best support children, young people. And obviously, including in that, asking the children, young people themselves what works best for them and how we can best support them um, and really enabling them to, yeah, to thrive. So I think, mm. and I think there's often so many nuances, aren't there? It's it's very easy, you know, some people understand autism uh, in the general population. I think, you know, most people would kind of have something come to mind when they think of autism, but probably not many people would actually understand the kind of ins and outs and how individual actually autism is to every single child and young person that we come across. So yeah, I'm like you really interested to, to kind of, yeah, to hear what Lynn has to say and, um, and to give everyone the opportunity to hear some of that wisdom. 
yeah, I think it's going to be great. And you know, and we are in uh, very good hands uh, for our podcast today because we're joined by our very good friend, Lynn McCann from Reach Out ASC. Uh, great to have you with us, Lynn. Uh, Lynn is uh, an autism specialist teacher working with schools in Northwest England. And Reach Out ASC is a team of specialist teachers, a TA and a sensory therapist who work with individual pupils in primary and secondary schools, delivering the, the strategies and the support they need to thrive in school. Um, Lynn uh, is an author of three books, brilliant books. I've, I've got all of them and they're great. Uh, they're, uh, they're books for teachers, um, but they are accessible to lots of different people. Um, she's a speaker and a trainer, um, supports churches in understanding how to make church accessible for children with additional needs. And Lynn's also part of the core team uh, of the Additional Needs Alliance as well. So there's a whole bunch of hats that you wear there, Lynn. It's great <laughs> to have you with us. Uh, a warm welcome to the Growing Hope podcast. Uh, do tell us uh, a bit more about yourself, about Reach Out ASC, and particularly what autism and school means to you. Oh, thank you, um, Mark and Naomi. It's lovely to be here. Um, yeah, I'm a teacher, as and I went into teaching 30 years ago, believe it or not. Um, but I was always interested in supporting children with additional needs. It was just something that captured my imagination. So I worked in a primary school for a good few years, um, but then I got the chance to go and work in a specialist school, and it was with autistic children. I absolutely loved it. It was absolutely brilliant and I learned so much I had brilliant training um, but while I was there I was setting up um, an outreach service to take that expertise from the school to the mainstream schools and there was this humongous amount of need um, mm. teachers that yeah. are not given enough training in supporting children with additional needs mm -hmm. I feel very sorry for teachers they've got so many demands mm. um, so we set up seven years ago Reach Out ASC um, to um, be independent and be able to go and support more schools in mainstream um, so I have a team now I've got other teachers with me and as I said um, a specialist TA we've got autistic people on our team and we have access to this wonderful sensory therapist, uh, which I know Naomi knows about. Um, yeah. It's just such a wonderful part of what we're able to offer. Mm. So, yeah, we work with every age group from early years, primary, secondary and beyond. Um, and what we focus in on is the individual needs of the child themselves. So lots of people have heard of autism now, haven't they? Um, mm. And one thing that we find is that there are a lot of myths around still about what autism is yeah. and yeah. also about people picking up from the media what an autistic person should be like, mm. um, you know, and uh, therefore there's a lot of education needs to be done um, right at the beginning with parents and uh, teachers, but also in wider society. Mm. So we have defined autism as a different way of thinking and processing and sometimes experiencing the world and uh, processing sensory information and therefore the response to uh, the world and the things that are around people can be quite different. Um, mm. Autistic children, young people, adults are autistic all their life. It is just a different way the brain works. And mm. so if we can understand that and actually work with it and the way that person learns, then yeah. we can make school work as well. Um, and I think the biggest problem we find is that our school system 
isn't set up for that flexibility that we might need yeah. and mm. therefore and again as i said teachers don't get the training that they really deserve in this area mm. um, and so we are an amazing wonderful job to go in and come alongside teachers learn about the child with the child how they are and what will work for them um, yeah, and it's, it's brilliant it's really re really great uh, role that uh, reach out ASC has and i think uh, you know there's lots of uh, wonderful things about it one one thing that's really important and you've alluded to it already is that uh, within the team you've got autistic colleagues uh, and so you've actually got that that first-hand experience of uh, being autistic within the team. And uh, I'm sure that's been really helpful for all of you uh, to, to better understand autistic pupils, hasn't it? Yes. And actually, as an employer, it's a, in a, a really good experience for me as an employer to see, well, what reasonable adjustments do my team make, need mm. in order to be able to do their job really well? And so together as a team, we've also learned about how, um, you know, as autistic children grow up, believe it or not, they do. Sometimes people forget <laughs> yeah. that. Um, yeah, you know, if we actually also take that expertise into the workplace, then people can thrive in the workplace as well. And employers can get the best out of their team members. Mm. Um, and it's another area we're dipping our toes into at the moment because of, the way that my autistic team members are teaching us about, you know, what their needs are um, mm. and what they need to thrive. So it's been yeah. fascinating that. That's mm. amazing then. And do you think you could tell us a bit of a story about what what autism and schooling means to you? Yeah, well, the thing is, every child has their own story, doesn't it? And when I was looking yeah. back over seven years, <coughs> excuse me, Sorry, when I was looking back over seven years, I realised there's hundreds and hundreds of children that I've been involved with. So wow. I thought, well, let's pick out a story of a typical sort of thing that happens. Although the caveat is there's nothing typical. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, no, but often we get phone calls saying there's real behaviour problems with a child. And, you know, the school doesn't know how to cope. So if I choose one story from a few years ago, a young boy in about year three, who might, the phone call was, he's wrecking the school every day. What can we do? Mm. We don't know how to cope. Um, and our approach is sometimes surprising to people because we don't go in and tell them how to deal with behaviour. Mm. What we mm. do is we work out what that behaviour is communicating yeah. You know, why is he doing that? Why is he so upset that he can't mm. tell you what's going on, but he's showing it in the way he's behaving? Mm. Um, so this particular young man, as we sat with him, and believe it or not, it doesn't take a lot to listen to a child. Sometimes mm. you just have to link into how their communication system works. So we use a lot of visuals. Yeah. Mm. And therefore, um, when we do that, <laughs> it allows us to listen to the child and, and then to tell us what's important to them. So one of the things that we did was figure out that he didn't have enough structure in the day. Yeah. And he hated writing. That was his big thing. And okay. as you imagine, yeah. there's a lot of writing goes on in a key stage two class. Yeah. Yes. And he also had quite a few sensory needs. So he was being quite overwhelmed, um, mm. you know, partly through the day for things. Yeah. So we do what we do. We put together a very personalised plan with small steps. We, we found out what he's really interested in. And it was Beast Quest. 
there's a whole set of books I think there's hundreds of them um, and so we took this Beast Quest interest we made mm -hmm. him Beast Quest themed everything so he had a visual timetable Beast Quest themed but he yeah, also had a little um, writing task we knew he could write he just got overwhelmed by the amount and the challenge of it. Ah, okay. So yeah. we let him write about Beast Quest and we said, here's the deal. How much do you think you can manage at first? And we agreed on a few sentences and so on. And for months and months, all he wrote about Beast Quest. But mm. by the end of it, he wrote another Beast Quest novel. Wow. <laughs> and That's so amazing. We, we sent it off to the publishers. <laughs> That's and, great. Um, he got this lovely letter back, a very kind rejection letter. But oh. the thing was, through Beast Quest, he could write in poetry. He could write in lists. He could write all the different genres that the class was mm. being asked to write in. Yeah. But we just gave him the tool of his own confidence and interest to be able to access that. And yeah. that made a whole difference. Now, honestly, a couple of weeks into this, the whole behavior changed. There was never an issue again with his behavior. Yeah. because we gave him the ability to communicate when things were too hard. We took away some barriers to that writing that he had. We gave him sensory breaks, which were really important. Yeah. And just that consistency. Now, that mm. sounds fantastic, but I didn't do all that. <laughs> it was his teaching staff that did. Yeah. All I did was then was come along the teaching staff, help them understand him, mm. model how to do the things, and then they got on with it every day. And I think that's what's my greatest joy is that I can pass my understanding and knowledge on to teaching staff who can then do that on a daily basis and make it yeah. for the children. Because mm. the, the, the brilliant thing of that is that once they've learned those skills, it's not just that one child that benefits from it isn't it it's, mm. it's you know future children that come through that class and that that teacher works with they'll they'll benefit from that learning as well yeah yeah 100 percent. and I think we yeah I mean I see that kind of thing so often it's interesting the difficulty that he had with the writing because we obviously there are there's quite an association with autism and motor difficulties which I see a lot of as an occupational therapist mm. a lot of children yeah. who who really struggle with writing. Um, and that's amazing to have those strategies put in place in a school setting. And it, yeah, the difference that makes is brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I think we, 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 we need to find a publisher for that book somewhere, don't we? We need to, <laughs> we need to make that, that uh, Beast Quest book happen. Yeah, <laughs> I think, do you know, this was quite a few years ago and he's probably finished high school by now. He's probably, uh, yeah, probably moved <laughs> yeah. on to something entirely different now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the, the main thing about autistic children is that whatever they're interested in is the thing that they feel more confident with. Mm. And, you know, it yeah. could be, you know, a certain toy uh, or it could be, a, you know, an interest in saving the world it could be anything between mm. those things and if we harness those things we get the best out of the child but they also trust us because yeah. we've engaged with them on their terms so yeah yeah it's entering their world and and understanding it better isn't it it's great mm. great to be able to do that and lynn as as you sort of reflect on the, uh, the the last uh, the seven years of reach out ASC so far the journey that you've been on but even maybe before that in the in the, in the sort of years leading up to that is is there something that that maybe you've learned or that you'd do differently now if you could go back and speak to yourself uh, all those years ago what what would you say and what might you do differently reflecting on the journey that you've been on so far 
Um, <laughs> that's a really hard one, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of the things is I'd get admin help support sooner. That's good. I think one thing I've learned is, you know, as I'm constantly working with children, working out their strengths and their barriers, it helps you reflect on your own as well, doesn't it? Mm. But I also think I don't have regrets and I think we can waste a lot of time with regrets but what I can do is realize where things were tough and difficult mm. and if those things came up again I would do them differently yeah because mm. um, you will learn from the failures and the difficult things don't you so where you know there has been times when I've, I haven't been able to help and that sits hard on me but what I've got to do is go and help somebody else differently and one example of that is about three well it was just over three years ago one of my students actually took their own life mm. and I you know I'd worked with him for a good couple of years and I was devastated yeah. um and yeah. and I had to take time to heal from that um but on the other hand what it's done is um kind of springboarded our whole team to be really really um concerned about mental health yeah. and getting yeah. in there early enough and gathering our we've all been on the mental health first aid training we've all got trauma um you know sort of training as well and then yeah. we've collected and made loads of resources so now we're in a very different position where we can help that a lot more and obviously in this last year of lockdowns um mm. it's been called upon and yeah yeah it, you know it's enabled us to help more and better yeah. And, and so, you know, as you've been re-engaging with pupils as they've been coming back to school, you've mm. have you noticed that uh, that difference? Have you noticed the the, the mental health toll that uh, lockdown has had on them? Yeah, I would say there's two sides to the story, like there is always, isn't there? There are those that have really, really struggled, and we're actually working with schools at the moment to still reintroduce them very slowly back into school. Mm. Um, so we've got a whole very detailed plan around that and there are other children who actually um, loved the routine of school and so they're so glad to be back yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so some thrived and some have struggled but again it's all very individual isn't it mm. yeah yeah and I guess it was probably the flip side of that during lockdown there were pupils that were relieved to be able to do stuff from home and not have the the sort of challenges of the social interaction and the sensory pressures and stuff of school whereas mm -hmm. like you say there were others that were desperate to get back and, and really you know not finding being stuck at home helpful. Yeah it's sad isn't it that most are of, of the pupils that we work with do struggle in school yeah. Because mm. and it's not teachers' fault. It's often the system that we have. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would like to do something about that. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tricky one to tackle. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, yeah. Let me at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, sounds like you're doing such an amazing job with Reach Out ASC. They're they're so such inspiring stories, Lynn. Of how, yeah how those kind of things make a difference and for people thinking about autumn in school and um you know maybe not just school but across other settings whichever you'd you'd rather focus on what would your top three pieces of advice be um I guess both for like parents and carers or people who are generally interested um but also teaching staff and and people who are coming alongside those children 
Yeah, I have a, I have had a good think about that. And actually, my first bit of advice is for people who actually are autistic themselves. Great. Interestingly, as we've been training teachers and we've been training in churches, um, we've had quite a few people come to us afterwards and say, um, that sounds a bit like me, <laughs> you know. Mm. Um, yeah. And we've kind of helped people on that initial journey of um, finding out about themselves. And um, that is a real honour, really. And mm. we're finding more and more teachers in school are coming to us and saying, I think I might be on the autistic spectrum, particularly yeah. as we there's a lot of women in schools, obviously, and um, that we are learning more about girls that have been missed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my first piece of advice for people who are autistic themselves is just to see yourself as different rather than wrong. Don't yes. believe all yes. the things that say you're wrong. You're not. You're wonderfully different and get to know yourself and that, that's okay. Mm. Um, seek diagnosis if that helps. The, the NHS is a very long process. Um, yeah. But it actually, in the meantime, seeking to understand yourself um, and just understand that autism might explain you um, and that can be useful for you. And just learn to advocate and know your boundaries. Um, one person that I know who we helped realise was autistic as an adult um, is now much more able at work, although they haven't said, I think I'm autistic. And uh, what they do go in is to say, hmm, you didn't really explain that to me very well. Can you do it this way so that I can get it? <laughs> you know, mm. you'll get yeah. the best out of me. So advocating for themselves and knowing how best you work is really helpful. Yeah. Um, for people who run like teachers and church leaders and people who work in clubs and things like that is really do get some good autism training uh, but first of all learn to listen mm. because you might um, there's a famous saying if you've met one autistic person you've met one autistic person isn't there mm -hmm. uh, we learn yeah. a lot from autistic people themselves and their own experiences so get alongside those children and listen to what they're interested in figure out what makes them frightened and anxious and try your best to make things work well for them because mm. if you communicate well to them if you make things calm for them you'll find that that has a massive effect on other people as well and mm. other people will benefit and mm. um, for parents um, my kind of top tips are really get to know your child so there's a theme coming along here mm. <laughs> as themselves not as broken or wrong and um, mm. join them in their world I would really give parents a tip of learning about the SEND system and the SEND law. So that's a special educational needs and disabilities system that we have in England. Yeah. Um, other countries have their own versions. And what laws underpin that? Because there is a lot of bad practice out there and people trying to pull the wool over your eyes. So know what mm. your rights are, which is useful. Yeah. And just get a really good network of people together. The Additional Needs Alliance, I think, is brilliant for this. Um, people who get it, um, mm. who share that burden with you um, as you go through times of fight, times of difficulty, but also share the joys, which I think is really important. And look after yourself where you can. Yeah. Mm. That's some, some brilliant advice. And I, I love the way that you've... You know, you, You've packaged that up into three different sets of advice to three different sets of people, but there's some sort of common threads that flow through all of that as well, which is which is really great. And uh, yeah, you know that that sort of knowing knowing yourself, knowing your child, knowing the child you're working with, that kind of thing, you know, flowing through all of that too. So uh, really, really helpful. Um, 
Lynn, there's, there's, there's so many different, um, and the sort of connections that you have, and particularly through Reach Out ASC, how can people uh, explore that more with you and connect with you and with Reach Out ASC and the things that you're doing? Uh, you know, you've you, you've got lots of uh, great resources and, uh, and and ideas and the books and everything else. Uh, so, you know, whether the the people listening are, are teachers that want to know how to do this well in in school themselves or parents that are wanting to understand their children better and uh, get to know them better or uh, yeah you know where, where can people find that that um, knowledge and, and information that you can share um, thank you for that yeah we are always learning so I kind of like love to invite all of you to come on that journey with us mm. so the best place to start is our website which is just reachoutasc.com on there you can find lots of downloadable resources but i'd say particularly look at our blog because we like to share like some of the stories that i've said some of the advice and it's all free we've just put them in like accessible sort of articles that you can download um, yeah. for example a recent one was about bereavement thinking about you know autistic children and how they might deal with bereavement in these times of covid and things um and then so we have a facebook page reach out asc dash autism support which we when we find good stuff around there on the um on the internet we tend to share it on there so that we can share it with our community as well so come and join our community we'd love you to that's amazing that's brilliant thank you Great. And Lynn, what one change to society would you like to see in the realm of accessibility? I can't believe you just asked me for one change. Uh, I know. <laughs> we, we, you know, um, we're being lenient if you want to. <laughs> um, I think what I'd do is I'd love people to stop judging and seek to understand others. And that's on like the government level, on system level, but mostly on a personal level. Yeah. And I think we could go a long way if we did that. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Yeah, couldn't couldn't agree more. And uh, yeah, you know the well, you know, tr just to sort of sum up or or try and sum up all that you shared with us. I think you you've you know, captured a lot of it in just that thought about you know, not judging, but yeah, just understanding um, autistic uh, children, young people, adults as as different uh, and not wrong uh, and uh, to get to get to know them and to listen to them and to learn uh, from them and with them uh, so powerful and uh, you know I, I love the you know the, the, the thing about using what they love doing to help them learn the the, the, the bug book uh, you know it's uh, just a, a brilliant way of, of articulating that you've You've shared so much great wisdom with us, Lynn, and uh, you know, just so good to have you uh, on the Growing Hope podcast today. And thank you for all that you've brought. I, I hope and, and I'm confident that people will come to the website to find out more because, uh, yeah, if they've had their appetite whetted by what you've shared with us today, as I'm sure they mm -hmm. will do, uh, then um, yeah, there's plenty more there uh, that can help. And I know you know you've got lots of downloadable resources and information that people can access uh, to. Help help them uh, on that journey so thank you so much uh, for uh, giving us your time today and for all the wisdom uh, and knowledge and experience that you've shared with us uh, and uh, yeah we just look forward to uh, continuing that journey and you know as you invited us to journey with you then uh, we're absolutely there uh, alongside as well so thank you again uh, for what you shared today 
Thank you. That's great. Thank you. Thanks so much, Lynn. Thank you for joining Growing Hope Conversations. Find out more at growinghope.org.uk.